Thank you, Triple Trio. All is well, because we are in the house. Church of the Warm Heart, good morning. Good to see each and every one of you on this uh, beautiful Sunday morning. Uh, it beats the ice. It beats the ice. It beats the... I, I did a wedding. I did a wedding this weekend uh, in, in, the, in the snow, in the blizzard, when it was like the heaviest coming down. And I'm looking at the couple like, aren't you, co-? like, we're, we're, at, we're at the park doing this wedding. And, and and they're Russian. <laughs> they're he's Russian, she's Catholic. I was the Methodist pastor to, to split them up in between. Uh, they're they're totally fine. Uh, it's, um, how Russian are they? I, I, at the end, it's like it's my privilege and honor to introduce to you Mr. and Mrs. Ivan and Kendra. The happy couple. This is the happy couple. The name was this long and no consonant or no vowels. It was just, mm. it's good to have you. I can't believe how many people we had up on the stage. Uh, a few years back, you might remember the stage was a lot. I don't know how we could do that uh, when the stage was smaller a few years back. Uh, but we're excited for the music today. If you're joining us online, hello, welcome to you. We are blessed to have you with us. About once a month, we'd like to say uh, a big hello to you. So if, if you don't mind, do you mind looking back at the camera and just waving to all our online guests? You are part of the Warm Heart Church as well, wherever you may be. And we are blessed to have you. Sign in. Let us know you're here. Every row, every pew has a sign-in book. Uh, pass it on down. You can see who's sitting next to you. If you're online, you could also send a little text or a note saying that you are there. We always appreciate that. Today is Communion Sunday. And so if you're online, feel free and get your communion elements ready. Uh, for later on, uh, we'll have a blessing over the internet uh, for that. Keith is our worship leader. Keith, you are already ready. I am ready. ready. I'm just going to sit down because I know how you go. So, <laughs> Oh, thank you. Uh, my name is Keith Gabriel, and I am just... Uh, pleased uh, uh, as punch to be your worship leader today. Uh, we'll lead off with uh, an announcement from uh, our report from Diane Brister. Diane? Actually, just a quick announcement regarding statements. Uh, typically, we send out the year-end statements uh, the first week of January. Um, however, this year, we're going to do things a little differently. I'm actually going to send out statements electronically, the email statements, this week, uh, later this week. So if you have your email on file with the church office, you'll get your statement that way. Uh, if you don't, please call the church office and give us an email so that I can send you out an electronic statement. If you don't have email um, and, or you want a hard copy, please again call the, the church office and give them their, your name and I will get you a written statement or a printed statement in the mail by the end of the week. Then we will also send them out about the 20th of January. Um, and the reason for the delay is that fortunately Don and I are going to be going on a nice trip to uh, Australia and New Zealand the first two weeks of January. So I won't be around to send out statements. <laughs> so um, anyway, what we're going to try to do, like I say, is this week, um, the ones that are going out is just so you can see where you are year to date. And if you want to give an additional contribution to help us cover that deficit that we have, um, it would be much appreciated. So anyway, if you have any questions, see me after church um, or call the church office. Okay, thanks. It's that time of year, isn't it? It's, uh, it's great to be here. A uh, couple more announcements. Uh, on the back of your uh, uh, program is a uh, listing of some of the projects going on, some of the things going on in the life of the Church of the Warm Heart this week. Uh, one of them is the all-church potluck, and that will be Wednesday uh, this next week. So uh, read up on that. Bring your favorite dish to share. It uh, will be at 6.30 in the Family Life Center uh, across the alley. Um, we, see, we see that uh, in Ladies' Night Out, the Christmas Care Package. And also, uh, Lisa uh, has a number of openings for uh, blood draw. And I know that's an exciting uh, thing to talk about on, on uh, Christmas, but uh, there is a need for blood. And uh, we always know that uh, there will be traffic accidents in weather like this. 
So there is some openings for that for tomorrow. The blood draws tomorrow. So find Lisa uh, either now or in between services and sign up for that. So, um, you know, they're friends of ours. Uh, we like to go out for lunch after church uh, on Sundays and stuff. And a couple of weeks ago, we went to a, a restaurant and uh, I ordered Eggs Benedict, which I like. And the waitress, she just couldn't believe. She said, you know, she says, I love that hollandaise sauce that they put on Eggs Benedict. She said, I have loved it for a long time. I used to put it on everything that I had. She had put it on meatloaf. She would put it on baked potatoes. She said, I just couldn't get enough of it. To her detriment, though, it, uh, the lemon juice in the hollandaise sauce was beginning to deteriorate the plate in her mouth. So her uh, dentist came up with the idea. Uh, he said, I'll make you a plate out of chrome because that's resistance to the acid. And so she did. She's got a plate of chrome. And everybody knows that there's no plate like chrome for the hollandaise. I don't know if that's going to help our Yelp reviews at all on, the, on, on this earth. Please this punch. How did Boise State do, Keith? Keith, how did Boise State do? Oh, we won. We won. There you go. I'm just curious. College of Idaho won. They won their game. Uh, University of Idaho won last night. And Boise State won. So, hey, three for three. We're still going. Still playing football. We'll take it. We'll take it. Let's greet those around us in Christian love and then remain standing for the opening hymns.
please remain standing for the affirmation of faith. It can be found uh, in your hymnal at 889, or we can just watch it on the screen. There is one God, and there is one mediator, Christ Jesus, who came as a ransom for all, in whom we testify. This saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners and was manifested in the flesh, vindicated in the spirit, seen by angels, proclaimed among the nations, believed in throughout the world, taken up in glory. Great indeed is the mystery of the gospel. Amen. You may be seated. Except I'd like to invite the Gillespie family lady to come on up and Pastor Jen to come on up. One of the joys of Advent is the lighting of the Advent wreath. And uh, we'll have families throughout the season come on up and help light the candle. But we have a few liturgy, a few call and responses uh, to make in all of this. In the days of exile and uncertainty, the prophet Isaiah cried out. This is Pastor Jen's. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down so that the mountains would quake at your presence. As when fire sets twigs ablaze and causes fire to boil, water to boil, come down to make your name known to your enemies and cause the nations to quake before you. For when you did awesome things that we did not expect, you came down and the mountains trembled before you. Surprised again and again, God shakes us out of our complacency and wakes us up to the work of the kingdom all around us. We light this candle as a sign of our shocking hope. May we stay awake to God's activity in the world as we wait in expectation that even now God is with us, working to restore us to the fullness of life with God and one another. Amen. Invite the kids to come on up for their time in worship. You know, grade five and down. Come on down. Good morning. I had a pain in my tooth. Oh, it was, it was bad. Every time I'd bite something, it would hurt back there. The you feel the same way sometimes? Yeah, yeah. Except I can't lose any more teeth like some of you guys can. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm just, I'm just going to wait for it to get better. Does that sound good? No. No? Yes. Do you think it'll just go away by itself? No. No? no. Who should I go see? The I should go see the dentist. Yeah, I should go see the dentist. While back, while back, I fell off a ladder. I told that story last year about Christmas time. Fell off a ladder, and I really, really messed up. I couldn't bend my, oh, I could not do that. Ah, You know what? It's just going to get better. It'll just get better on its own, won't it? No? Do I need to go see someone? Who do I need to go see? I got to go see a doctor. That's right. Well, my car... My car, we drove to Seaside, Oregon over Thanksgiving, over mountains and hills and hills and mountains, and I discovered that my engine light came on, coming up Cabbage Hill, if you know where that's at, or Blueberry Hill, it goes by a couple different names, Immigrant Hill, up, going up, and only it's going 30 miles per hour, if semis are passing you on this hill, it's bad, 
Yeah. It'll get better on its own. It'll be fine, won't it? No. No. Where should I take my car? To the mechanic, to the garage? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things I can do by myself. There's a lot of things I can't do by myself. And there's a lot of things that I want to try to do by myself, but my wife says, go see the expert. Yes. So it's done right. Yeah. We all have these things that in life where we can do it on our own, but sometimes we need a little bit of help. Jesus came into this world to help us. We call him a wonderful counselor. He is someone who helps us uh, if we have a broken spirit, if we have a broken soul, and he helps us bring us back to life. Just like the dentist can fix a tooth or the doctor can fix a bone or the mechanic can fix my car, Jesus can fix a broken heart. And that's why we celebrate him this Christmas season, because he came to save us all. Can you pray with me today? Heavenly Father, we give thanks for these little ones and we ask your blessings upon them, upon their families, and upon their, their schools or wherever they may be, that as they grow in love and godliness, they know they are surrounded by care, by wisdom, by people who love them. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Thanks for coming down. I think Claudia is waiting for Sunday school.
church. What are the prayers of our church family this morning? If you have a prayer request or concern that is on your heart, this is a time of our service where we share those aloud. And then uh, I will lead us in our pastoral prayer and then the Lord's prayer, which the words will be on the screen. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, thank you for this day, for this opportunity to gather, to worship, and praise you in this season of anticipation. We wait. We wait with hope, knowing that your light breaks through the darkness and is the source of comfort and healing. Help us to hold one another in your love. Help us to hold on to this truth that you are the wonderful counselor and that your grace covers all. Lord God, shape us, mold us, transform us. Help us to be a reflection of your light, for we are your people. And today we gather as your people to pray the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We will have three Bible readings today. The first one is from Isaiah. Chapter 9, verse 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The second is from Psalms, chapter 9, verses 1 and 2. I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing the praises of your name, O Most High. The third one is again from Isaiah, chapter 28, verses 23 through 29. Listen and hear my voice. Pay attention and hear what I say. When a farmer plows for planting, does he plow continually? Does he keep on breaking up and working the soil? When he has leveled the surface, does he not sow caraway and scatter cumin? Does he not plant wheat in its place, barley in its plot, and spelt in its field? His God instructs him and teaches him the right way. Caraway is not thrashed with a sledge, nor is the wheel of a cart rolled over cumin. Caraway is beaten out with a rod and cumin with a stick. Grain must be ground to make bread, so one does not go on threshing it forever. The wheels of a threshing cart may be rolled over it, but one does not use horses to grind grain. All this also comes from the Lord Almighty whose plan is wonderful, whose wisdom is magnificent. May God bless the reading of his word. 
few summers ago, I was driving with the windows down, all of them, my air conditioning, I call it 455, four windows at 55 miles per hour. That's my air conditioning. And I was just enjoying the breeze and just letting my hair blow in the wind. I have to use my imagination on that one, right? But it felt good, and I, and I got home, and, and I began to... I, we call it. We still call it rolling up the windows, but it's just a switch now, isn't it? Just a little, we, so I was rolling up the windows, and rain was coming, but the back window right here was not working. So I played with the switch. Nothing. Kept playing with the switch. Nothing. Bang on the switch. Nothing. And I try everything I can to get this thing to go up, and it's just it's, it's just not going. I checked the fuse box. I tried, to, I tried to jimmy the thing up. Nothing. It was the weekend. No shop was open. So finally, I resolved to the inevitable. I asked Google. And an hour later, as sprinkles were coming down, I'm sitting in my driveway. My laptop is on a covered workbench. And I'm watching YouTube trying to figure out how to get down to the window. These cars, they got screws and bolts in places you wouldn't even think to find them to how to undo the panel. So after about two hours, and we've got a little canvas going, and I finally get the window up. Crank it all the way up, but the panel's off. I had to snip a cord. It was bad. <laughs> Put it back together. Um, that week, I took it to the auto shop, and they said, yes, we can fix it. It's going to be about 800 bucks. I don't like my back window that much, right? So we didn't fix it. So if you're riding with me and you need, you need to know where the emergency exit is, it ain't the window, okay? You're on your own. But I'm amazed at how much technical assistance I get from technology these days. If I'm repairing the, the, the garbage disposal, I go to YouTube. If I have weird bodily symptoms... I go to WebMD, and I go down that rabbit hole, and, oh, I have a little cut. How do I fix this? And, oh, I'm dying. That's what WebMD says, right? Doctors love it when you self-diagnose, by the way. When I built the playhouse in the back, I went off, I went off plans that I found on, on, online. When I do my own taxes, I do my own taxes. I, we run sample forms, and I go on tax forms to see, see the new rules. Even my little pedometer says, time to get up and walk. Okay, little pedometer, you're probably right. But if I got to fix something or there's something technical, I, I generally find it online. Man, the world has changed. But the point is this, we all could use a little bit of help every now and then. In this season of Advent, I just want to ruminate on that, that ancient, ancient scripture that we read every, every time. This, this time of year, from Isaiah. For unto us a child is born. A son is given. The government shall be on his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Isaiah gives this child four names. And we happen to have four Sundays in Advent. So each Sunday we're going to take a look at each of these kingly names in succession. And today, wonderful counselor. If you know the Messiah, uh, hallelujah, bum, 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 and he shall be called wonderful counselor. He splits them up. It should be together. Wonderful counselor. <laughs> so that's, that's who Jesus is. Uh, he's not saying that Jesus is a great therapist. He's a wonderful counselor. What's that mean? Well, why would Isaiah write these words? Uh, Isaiah was a prophet 700 plus years before Christ. So we're talking 2,700 years ago. Long time. And the ancient empires, they were doing their thing. At this point of, 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 of history, Assyria was the number one empire. Uh, this is hundreds of years before Rome even came around. So I think we got a map. Do we have a map, Jacob? We do have a map. So, sorry, choir, you can't see this. Because uh, I have a hard time seeing it from right here. So here's the Middle East. And Assyria, the, 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 dark, the dark green right there, was Assyria around 824 B.C. And then it began expanding. And it went all the way uh, for, for the next 200 years. It took over most of the Middle East, Iraq, Iran today, 
uh, everything in the Middle East, even Egypt is gone, uh, trying to make their way to Greece. But you see that little tiny yellow dot in the middle? That's Judah. That's where Israel is. They are surrounded by Assyria. And the king, the king of Judah says, we can't, we can't fight this. And they, he started to have this pro-Assyrian uh, mentality of, you know what, if we, just, if we just capitulate, they'll leave us alone. And Isaiah says, they're not going to leave you alone. They're going to tax you. They're going to take your kids for the military. They're going to take, they're going to take everything. You're going to take, they're going to take the best of your fields. They're going to take the best of... of, of. We don't want to do this. This is the promised land. And so Isaiah comes at a time when all this was going on. Chapter 8, right before today's passage. Uh, is there any hope for the young nation? This nation that has gone wayward in the eyes of the Lord. And that's when we get this chapter. A new child is born in the king's household. Hezekiah. King Hezekiah. Who would become, who would become King Hezekiah? to take over from his daddy. Much better king than all the bums that they've had in recent years. Every time a child is born, it shows that God has not given up on us yet. You know, life might look bleak, but you know what? Babies still come. The world's going to go on. And Isaiah says, because this child is born, everything changes. The son is given, there's still new hope. There's new hope that the next one's going to be better than the, than, the, than the one we have now. Don't we say that at elections? Every single time, doesn't matter your political party, it's going to get better, right? Isaiah was writing for Hezekiah. But we Christians have used this verse for the coming of Christ. Uh, 700 years later. All kings and rulers surround themselves with counselors. In times of peace, especially in times of war. Uh, I'll, just, I'll just pick on one. Queen Elizabeth was such a great ruler, and she, she credits her counselors for, for, her wise, for her wise reign. She chose two men, William Cecil, Francis Wallace. They were astute, they were fearless, and they told her what she needed to know. They weren't just, just telling her what she wanted to hear, but telling her what was really going on in the kingdom. And these two guys did not agree with each other. And so she, she had advice to, to go off on each. She often let him have it with her, with her temper. But when uh, the first one died, Cecil, she said this, no prince in Europe had such a counselor. This morning I want to tell you, Jesus Christ is our wonderful counselor. So I got to ask, do you follow your counselor's advice? Our Lord does several things when you turn to him. As our counselor, first, counselors tell you the truth, right? That's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to tell you what you don't see. Jesus tells us the truth. He points out when we're rebelling against God, we're like sheep who have gone astray. He tells us we need to repent of our sin. The first step in addressing problems is to, to say that you got one. Hi, I'm Pastor Mike, and I got this problem. Uh, a while back, at a, we were sitting around at the table, and uh, we were we we just watched a show on interventions. And uh, did I tell you the story? No. All right. Uh, pastors tell the same stories over and over again. Uh, word of warning. Uh, so we we should do the show on interventions. And uh, so my kids have this great idea. Let's hey let's let's go around the uh, the circle and tell everyone what what your problem is. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I won't tell what the kids were, but, but Dad, we've come to this time. We, gotta, we have to talk about your, your scented candle problem. Every time I go to Fred Meyer's, I get a scented candle. I got, I got, I got one going right over here, right now. Uh, I got, Dad, the, your, your scented candle problem has affected me in the following ways. And they, oh, no, 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 no. they tell the truth. And kids tell the truth. That's what they do. Like a doctor who tells someone suffering from an ailment that they need to stop doing what causes that ailment. Understanding what's causing the problem is essential before you can solve the problem. Counselors tell the truth. Jesus is the truth. The way, the truth, and the life, right? 
Second, Jesus tells us to trust what he's already done for us. In Matthew chapter 20, we read that the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus understood we couldn't save ourselves. That's the whole point of Christ coming in the first place. If we were perfect, there'd be no need for a baby. He provided the help that we need. I want to know that my counselor understands my problems. And Jesus was tempted in every single way that we are. And he walked this earth and had joys and hardships just like us. And third, our counselor gives us a prescription for life that will help us to continue to live a spiritually healthy life. The prescription can be found in the Bible. Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. This is John. He who loves me will be loved by my father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. My father will love him, and, and we will come to him. And he who does not love me and does not obey my teaching, uh, hmm, these words you hear are not my own. They belong to the, those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. You want eternal life? What's the prescription? Follow Jesus' words. People who have had heart surgery get a prescription from the doctor, don't they? They're told to walk regularly, watch their diet, to take their medicine, do regular checkups. If you do these things, your chances of, of, of having a better life go up. And if you fail to do these things, you're kind of choosing to go the other way, aren't you? You go to the doc, they give you a prescription or advice, and then you say, nah, I don't want to take that. Why'd you go in the first place? One in five prescriptions go unfulfilled. Can you believe that? People go to the doctor, the doctor says, hey, you have high blood pressure, take this. Ah, I'm good. Good luck with that. Take the doctor's advice. Take your counselor's advice. Our Lord has given us, has given us his prescription for joyful living. Trust him rather than trusting ourselves. Love each other instead of taking advantage of each other. It's better to forgive than be bitter. We are to be holy rather than profane. Don't store up treasures here on earth, but store them up in heaven. Be generous. Don't be selfish. Seek to serve rather than be served. I can go through the whole Bible like this. Just find those little nuggets. The counsel of Jesus is superb. This morning, my message is simple. Jesus is the wonderful counselor. But counselors only work when we listen to them. If you were to ask Jesus this morning, Jesus, any advice? What would, what, if I got to sit down with Christ, what would you tell me? What would be your prescription for what's going on in my life? Maybe, maybe he'd tell me, if it, this is Pastor Mike talking now, maybe he'd tell me not to stress about tomorrow. I think he said that once upon a time. Maybe he could tell me I could do my share of the chores or show appreciation who do the, who do, who do the chores or, or make this, this church happen. Maybe he'd tell me to stop beating myself up for something that happened 30, 40 years ago, but still think about it almost every other day. I got some ideas what he might say. If I can go to YouTube to fix a broken water heater, maybe I can go to Jesus to fix a broken heart. What would he say to you? This Advent season, may we live by the counsel of this baby to be born. Might be Hezekiah, but we, 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 we turn it to Jesus. For unto us, a child is born, a son has been given. Wonderful counselor. Mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, we could sure use a wonderful counselor today. And the family of God said, Amen. I invite those who are helping to serve communion to come up at this time. on the night in which he gave himself up for us.
Jesus looked at his disciples and as a wonderful counselor, decided what they needed in the upcoming days. He was about to be crucified. The disciples did not know this yet. But at the meal, Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks and he broke it. And he said, take and eat. All of you, this is my body shed for you. For the forgiveness of sins, do this in my name. And after the meal, he took the cup and he poured out the fruit of the vine. And he said, take and drink. All of you. The blood shed. For the forgiveness of sins, do this in my name. As often as you eat and drink of it, remember me. As we come to the offering, a word of thanks to those who faithfully participate to the giving to this church. You make our ministries happen. So many universities and uh, uh, schools are named after Methodists out there. Uh, We also have so many hospitals as well. We like to care for those who are hurting. Uh, So uh, there are hospitals throughout the country, uh, Methodist-related. But we also do mental health. Uh, You might remember that once upon a time we had a counselor in, in our offices. We still support Uh, counseling ministries. If you have a need uh, to see a counselor, please, please see someone. Uh, These are tough times and a lot of people I know are struggling. Uh, Don't try to do it on your own. Uh, We we support therapy. We support counselors. We support people getting healthy. I just pitched that out there as just as another gentle reminder of, uh, you might want to see someone if, 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 if you're struggling, struggling in here. Let us receive the offertory.
Let us stand for the doxology and prayer. share in our prayer. Holy One, this Advent season we wait in hope, and we give in hope. Hope for your coming reign, hope because of your presence with us even now. Receive these generous offerings and use them for your work of healing and hope in our world. Amen. Our closing song. Let us break bread together, just two verses, one and four. time. Thank you to our musicians and everyone up here. Thank you, Kimberly, for the harp. If you like the harp, guess what? You're going to get it as the uh, postlude as well. Yeah, give her, give her thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, just curious, uh, December birthdays, any December birthdays out there? few of you. Happy birthday to all of you. There is a special table waiting for you at our coffee hour this birthday Sunday. Uh, everyone is invited to coffee hour just outside these doors, across the alley in our Family Life Center. Uh, we hope to see you there. May the God that brought us together today go with you now and forevermore that as we celebrate this first Sunday of Advent, we find the counselor of love, the counselor of wisdom, and the counselor of grace in our lives. Amen.